The fact is, you cannot live a godly life apart from your body. You're dependent upon your body for more than just sucking in air and moving from place to place. It's through the use of your body that you either glorify God or magnify self. This is why it's so vital that you learn how to yield to the Spirit's control of your body so that you can offer it daily as a sacrifice to God. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 68. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at what the Apostle Paul means when he says we are to offer our body as a living sacrifice to God. So grab your Bibles, open them to Romans 12.1, and let's talk about body parts. Okay, I know, strange title, Body Parts. And before your mind starts going in directions I don't want you to go, understand I'm not talking about body parts. I'm talking about the fact that the Apostle Paul says we are to offer our body as a living sacrifice. Not part of it, all of it. Well, if you've been following this podcast for any length of time, then you know that our aim as a Christian is to glorify God. In fact, we're to glorify Him in everything we think, everything we say, and everything we do every moment of every day. But consider this very carefully. You cannot glorify God in your daily life apart from your body. You need your body in order to fulfill your purpose in life. You cannot live, you cannot function, you cannot serve, you cannot bless, you cannot minister, you can't, you, you can't give God the praise, the honor, and the worship that he alone deserves without using your body to do so. Peter says we are to live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds, the things that you do with your body, if you will, and glorify God, 1 Peter 2.12. Now, think about this. How can the unsaved see your good deeds apart from your body? They can't. Jesus admonishes us to let our light shine before men, that they may see our good deeds, the things that we do, if you will. And when they see those good deeds, the verse goes on to say, then they will praise our Father in heaven, Matthew 5.16. So think about this. The activities that you choose to do with your body, the things that you physically do each and every day, are the things that people see, correct? Your attitudes, and in fact, let me put it in the form of a question. Are your attitudes, are your actions every day bringing glory to God or attention to King me? It's when you choose daily, to yield to God in your every moment behavior, that's when you'll bear much fruit. That's when you'll show yourself to be God's disciple, John 15, 8. The bottom line is this. When you choose to let the flesh rule in your life, then your attitudes and your actions will reveal it because the acts of the flesh, don't miss this now, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. Galatians 5, 19-21. Did you listen closely to that list? 
Did you notice that there's not a single thing on that list that glorifies God? There's not one item that shows the power of God to a lost world around you. Listen to the verse, the, the verses one more time. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Your life, now listen, watch this now, your life will reflect your decisions, your thought process. When you choose to please the sinful desires of the flesh, God promises in Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, you will reap destruction. However, when you choose to live each day by the Holy Spirit, when you daily choose to yield complete control of your life over to Him, it will be just as obvious to the people around you. Why? Because as Galatians 5.22 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Did you listen closely to that list? Every one of those things brings honor and glory to God. Let me repeat it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Furthermore, not one of those things are of your own doing. You see, King Me will never, because it can never, do any of those things. That's why they're called the fruit of or uh, belonging to the Spirit. When this fruit is evident in your life, it's not because you've manufactured the right kind of love. It's not because you've generated the correct amount of patience or kindness. You see, when there is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, when those things are being manifest in your daily life, when, when people are seeing those things coming out of you, it is solely because you have already chosen to fully yield to the Holy Spirit. And as a result, His fruit is being seen through your daily living. Let me remind you, we're not to allow sin to exercise kingly authority over us in our bodies. We're not, to, uh, we're, we're not to obey its evil longings for pleasure. Paul goes on to admonish us saying, do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness, Romans 6.13. By the way, hopefully you caught, that's, that's where the title for today's episode came. Body parts, we're to offer the parts of our body to him as in, instruments of righteousness. Here's my point. You cannot prevent sin from persisting to try and maintain control of your body. You can't stop that. But through Christ, you are able to keep sin from ruling, dominating, holding authority over your body by making a continuous, conscious choice to offer yourself entirely to God. Yourself, which includes your body, every part. 
you know, praise, <laughs> praise the Lord. There is a day coming, and hopefully very, very soon, when you know, will no longer need to concern yourself with any of this. You see, as a, as a born-again believer, the, the scriptures can tell us that our citizenship is in heaven. We are eagerly awaiting a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, he will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body, Philippians 3, 20 and 21. Now, to be totally honest with you, I can't wait for that day. I can't stand my body right now. I'm not referring to my looks, even though I could use some improvement, I'm sure. I'm not referring to my physical shape or, or condition, although that probably could use some assistance. I just can't stand how my body is always working against me. Sometimes the temptations that I experience and the deep cravings for sinful pleasures that my body presents me with, well, to be honest, they can be sometimes almost, almost, almost overwhelming. Now, I, I'm beginning to understand what Paul means when he says in Romans 8.23 that we who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we eagerly await the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. Can you relate? So I have a question for you here. What's that inward groaning that Paul's talking about? Let me repeat Romans 8.23. We who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we are eagerly awaiting our adoption, the redemption of our bodies. What is this inward groaning that Paul's talking about? Well, it's the new nature that God has placed within you, and that new nature is crying out for the redemption of, uh, the, the deliverance from our sinful bodies. The new nature is saying, I'm so sick and tired of having to deal with this sinful flesh. I can't wait for this body to be redeemed, for this body to be regenerated, for this, this body to be, be, be changed. Can you relate? So our sinful bodies are, are constantly screaming, feed me, feed me, feed me. And the new nature is saying, no, 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 feed the spirit, feed the spirit. We want to live a life we've been created for, a life that glorifies him without any hindrance from a sinful, unregenerate body. But until that time, your body that you're residing in right now that you're using to walk across planet Earth, your body is, as 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's in you, whom you've received from God. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, you, my friend, if you're born again, you're able to say no, no to the reign of sin in your body. Paul put it this way, it's by the Spirit that you're able to put to death the misdeeds of the body, Romans 8.13. Before you were saved, you were controlled by the flesh, Romans 8.9. The sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in your body so that you bore fruit for death. Again, that's Romans 8, 9. As the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 13, your body is meant for the Lord and the Lord for your body. Since your body already belongs to God, offering it to him as a living sacrifice is reasonable. It's a spiritual act of worship, Romans 12, 1. So, how you doing with that? 
Well, here's what I want you to understand. As a born-again believer, as one who fully trusts in the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ, God himself, upon the cross of Calvary and the cleansing power of the blood of Christ, as a Christian, listen, sin no longer has power. Sin no longer has dominion over you. Now, I know, I know that at times it sure feels like it does. But understand, that's the enemy at work. He's deceiving your mind. He's trying to get you to believe in an untruth, a lie. You see, the scriptures are very clear. As a born-again believer, you are right here, right now, this very moment, dead to sin. Its power over you is G-O-N-E, gone. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 6. He said, We know that our old self was crucified with Christ, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Well, in the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, or in other words, because of that fact, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Romans 6, verses 6 and 7, and 11 through 14. Now, that's a lot of scripture I just read to you, but I want you to notice that in verse 11, Romans 6, verse 11, Paul uses a transitional phrase. He says, in the same way. Here's what he actually said. He said, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. In essence, by saying in the same way, Paul's actually saying, you must know, you must fully believe what I've just said, or what I'm about to say is going to make no sense to you. Okay, so what did Paul just say? What, must, what is it that we must know and fully believe so that we can make sense out of what he's about to say? Here's what he said. He said, the old self was crucified with Christ. Think about this. Watch this now. Your old nature, when you put your faith and trust in Christ, your old nature is dead. It's gone. Therefore, the influence of sin no longer has dominion, authority. It no longer has power, dominating, reigning, ruling power over you. Because of Christ's work on Calvary, you have been freed from that power of sin. And because this is God's absolute truth, you need to count yourself dead to sin. Now, the reason I emphasize that verb to count, count yourself dead to sin, is because it means you're taking it to the bank of heaven. This is an absolute fact. God said it. God cannot lie. That settles it. In Christ, you are dead to sin's power, sin's authority, sin's dominance and ruling over you. Now, I want you to think about this. God does say that sin can reign in your body. 
but not in your new nature. This is so powerful, I need to repeat it. Listen to me now. Watch this. God is saying that, yes, sin can reign in your body, but it cannot ever reign in your new nature. Now, why is that so significant? Well, as we've seen already, when you put your faith and trust in the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary, when you accepted Christ as your Savior, your old sinful nature was crucified. It was put to death. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul puts it this way, the old nature has gone and the new nature has come. According to Ephesians 4.24, that new nature has been created to be like God. Now, not God-like, but like God in true righteousness and holiness, Ephesians 4.24. My friend, your old nature is dead. It's gone. It's never going to come back again. Listen, I don't care what Hollywood tries to tell us. There are no such things as walking dead. There are no zombies. There are no ghosts. And unless your name is Jesus Christ, which I guarantee you it is not, that which is dead cannot come back to life. It just can't. Listen now, sin does not, and it cannot reign over you. It cannot have kingly authority over you. It cannot have dominating power over you because you have within you a new nature, a holy nature, a nature that was created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. It is incapable of sinning. Now, if you've got some question marks going off in your head on that one, listen, because we're going to talk more about that in a future episode, so stay tuned. But here's what I want you to understand right now. The only place where sin can reside in the born-again believer is in your body, your humanness. And God commands you to not let that sin have power, not let it have kingly authority, not let it rule in your body. Now, let me remind you of something I've shared with you in previous episodes. God will never, ever command you to do something that is impossible for you to do. So when God's command in Scripture is to not let sin reign over your mortal body, guess what? That means it's possible. That means it's doable. We also see in Scripture that the new nature, that holy nature, that godly nature that our Heavenly Father has placed within us at salvation is incapable of sinning. Don't forget, through the power of the Holy Spirit, your body can be controlled. 1 Corinthians 9.27 says that I am to discipline my body and keep it under control. 1 Peter 2.21 says, I am to abstain from the passions of the flesh. Why? Because they wage war against my soul. In Galatians 5.17, Paul says, the flesh is in conflict with the spirit, and the spirit is in conflict with the flesh. They're against each other. They're contrary to each other, so that you cannot do the things that you would, Galatians 5.17. This is why I emphasize so strongly that you don't have to sin. You never have to sin. You sin because you choose to. Now watch this. You choose to because it brings the flesh temporary self-satisfying pleasure. Say that five times fast. You do the things you do because in your heart, you want what you want. And typically, 
We want the flesh to feel good. Well, Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 tells us that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And that grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And that same grace teaches us to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age, Titus 2, 11 and 12. You see, listen, saying no to ungodliness, saying no to worldly passions, saying no to the sinful desires of the flesh, and choosing instead to live a self-controlled, godly life, that is a daily decision that you and I have to make. Not just when you get up in the morning, but every moment of the day, all the time. Every instance, every instance when you are faced with a temptation, you are also at that same moment faced with a decision. Do I give in or do I stand firm in my faith and fight? Do I yield to the Spirit and and glorify God? Do I focus on what my flesh is craving? You are constantly, listen, you are constantly using your mind throughout the day to make those decisions. That's why it's so vital that you are disciplining your mind to say no to the flesh and yes to the Holy Spirit. Well, if you'd like to learn more about this topic, let me encourage you to do two things. First, go to Amazon.com and purchase my book called Extreme Mind Makeover, How to Transform Sinful Thoughts and Habits into Patterns of Life Pleasing to God. Much of what you've heard in today's podcast, in fact, in the last couple of episodes, has been taken from or or inspired by the book that I've written, Extreme Mind Makeover. Now, again, the title is Extreme Mind Makeover, How to Transform Sinful Thoughts and Patterns. It's available on Amazon.com, or you can go to my website, thepuritycoach.com. Again, that's all one word, thepuritycoach.com. Go to our resources section, and you can find the book there. The second thing I'd like to encourage you to do is download my free app. Just go to your app store and search for My Purity Coach. Again, that's My Purity Coach. The app is free and it's chock full of all kinds of helps and resources to guide you as you walk by the Spirit. Again, that free app is called My Purity Coach. Or you can just go to my website, The Purity Coach, thepuritycoach.com, and you can find the link to the app there. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, let me encourage you to do so today so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. we got some doozies coming. So until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. <laughs>